Blog Talk Radio. media you can catch me at brotherprater.com 
also uh, reconnect my heart. I'm sorry, reconnectmyheart.com, as well as on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, as well as my YouTube page. I would like to say hello to everyone. I hope and pray that you all had a great, great day. Uh, also, I don't want to forget about it. We're going to be praying for those that are in the um, southern sector. Uh, there's a hurricane that's out there in the Louisiana area. We're praying for you all to um, be safe. And also, if you have any loved ones out there, please check on them. And uh, like I said, this is definitely uh, praying time. Uh, sorry about the late start. As I was getting everything together, all of a sudden, for some reason, it my video would just not come on. And so one of the things I always notice, every time there's a situation pertaining to the video, and even me getting a head start, if I know that there's a problem, that's, that's confirmation for me that the message needs to be spoken. So on today, on today, matter of fact, I'm going to see if I get this together. I want to make sure I cut off all my devices. So on today, have you ever had to have a responsibility? It could be uh, any type of position or even leadership, regardless if it's in the church or outside of the church. Uh, any type of role or responsibility that you have, and it seemed like in the midst of you doing your assignment, it seemed like the devil is trying to attack on every aspect. So those are the things we're going to have to talk about. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Fighting Through My Feelings. Fighting Through My Feelings. You know, um, one of the things I realized problems, we all go through situations, and also we have responsibilities that we all have to do. And it seemed like sometimes, it seemed like when you look at a person from the outside looking in, it looked like, hey, they ain't got a problem in the world. It seemed like sometimes the same people, hmm, sorry about that, it seemed like the same people, they can make things look so easy. It seemed like people, some people, they look like they just have it easy. But one of the things I realized, hey, looks can be deceiving. Um, one of the things I found out, the anointing make things look easy. It, I mean, it's like, you know, people that are gifted, or, they can pick up, I'll say like Prince, those that know me, me being a big Prince admirer, they can easily, Prince can easily pick up the guitar and it look like he just breathing. But then again, let me pick up that same guitar and I'll be struggling and straining, <laughs> you know, but there are people that they're just gifted. But sometimes even in the midst of a person operating their gift or talent or even their assignment, like I said, we all go through things. Sometimes we go through things that it seems like it just a struggle. And so that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, it's so many of us that are dealing with things right now. And like I said, regardless of you behind the pulpit, even just you being a parent, you can be a supervisor on your job. 
a lot of us have responsibilities, and sometimes some people have responsibilities, and they don't have anybody to depend upon but God. And so that's one of the things I wanted to talk about because we all need help when it boils down to it. And so with that, I don't know why that came up. Okay. When we look at one of the things that really caught my attention, I looked at when I thought about a leadership or position or an assignment that someone was dealing with, and in the midst of them dealing with uh, a hard task, I thought about Moses. Moses, um, he led the Israelites. He led God's people, and he had the Ten Commandments. God gave him the Ten Commandments. He was the one that God spoke to through a burning bush. I mean, if you really think about it, if you really think about Moses, you know, Moses did not want to speak on behalf of God, not because he was trying to be rebellious, but he was not a well speaker. He had a speech impediment. And so God said, hey, look, I got Abram for you. You know, I have help for you. And and the funny thing about it, he saw the shadow of God Almighty. And when you really think about it, that's something that's really, really, really impactful for someone who what society would consider, uh, you know, how he going to try to tell me something and he can't even talk. Hey, there are, I'm telling you, there are people, I'm going to say it like this. It seems like when God have you on assignment to do, it seems like that's when you get the most naysayers. It seems like that's the time when it seemed like everybody want to bother you. Now, when you were doing something that was contradicting what God wanted you to do, hey, it's like you ain't had no problem. You had people that parted with you, people that were your buddy-buddy. But when you make up in your mind to do what God tells you to do, then that's when it seemed like all hell want to break loose. That's when it seemed like the people that you thought that were your friends abandoned you. It seemed like the ones that you were depending upon, that's when they stab you in the back. That's when people want to show you their true colors. Hmm. Now, maybe... None of y'all dealt with anything like that, but I have. And, you know, it seemed like, man, okay, should I? You know, God, you're telling me to go ahead and do it, but the people that I thought that was going to help me, look like they turned their back on me. And he said, hey, go for it, you know. And so in thinking about, like, Moses, Moses he received the Ten Commandments. But then also, some of the things I had, I wanted to make sure to bring this out. Even, funny thing, even my uh, computer was trying to act up, but we're going to go forth anyway. You know, one of the things I found out, sometimes when you have victory, sometimes it's so easy for us to be able to celebrate the victories that we have. But what we have to realize for us not to be complacent in the victories that we have because each victory is preparing us for the next war. And sometimes we kind of get relaxed after a victory. And so 
one of the things that a young man named Andrew uh, Barnard once said, let us be watchful after the victory as before the battle. It's possible to win the battle and yet lose the victory, which is what the Jews did as they left the Red Sea and began to march towards Mount Sinai. Um, Moses led people through the Red Sea. Moses led God's people through the Red Sea. And the thing is, you know, Pharaoh's army was behind him. And I want us to really understand the parallel of Moses. Focus on the main character, Moses. Now, many many people may not have known the whole story of the biography of Moses, but if you are in a leadership position, like I said, regardless if it's uh, church or secular, work, parent, whatever, and you can even be a teenager that may be the oldest child, I want you to really think about this because I want us to be able to see that there is a parallel between us and Moses. Now, Moses led the people through the Red Sea. Okay, that's fine and dandy. That right there was enough, not just for the Israelites to go through the Red Sea and to walk on dry land. And then when all of them went through, when Pharaoh's army was after them, all of a sudden, that water that once was parted, now that water goes back and kills Pharaoh's army. Remember that. Kills Pharaoh's army. In other words, kill your enemies. Now, receive their victory. That's fine and dandy. Now, after seeing that, and Moses, like I said, receiving the Ten Commandments, going through dry land, through the Red Sea, now headed towards my Sinai. Hmm. Now, when there's no water, now that's when the Israelites want to start complaining and fussing. Now, the key thing was when the Israelites were complaining to Moses, they were not only complaining to Moses, they were also complaining about Moses. Hmm. Now, Moses dealing with the Israelites complaining to him and about him. And it seemed like, I mean, think about it. It seemed like the folks that you've helped, it seemed like all the times you've been there to help and encourage or do something for people, okay, they may or may not acknowledge it. You can help them 99 times, but as soon as it seems like you are unavailable the 100th time, that one time you're unable to help them, that's when they all want to talk about you, always want to just spread rumors, discard, I mean, just discredit your character, your nature, all these things, and how soon they forget all the other time you were there for them. And remember, Moses being the leader. Look at you, you being the leader. And all the time you were there to help that person, they gave you little to no appreciation. They might have gave you something, may have, 
But then that one time when you were unable to, when all the other times you were there to help them, even when it was inconvenient for you. And now that one time you say, well, no, I won't be able to. Then next thing you know, your name is out there in the mud. And you're like, wait a minute. Ralph forgot all the other time I've been there for them. Same thing with Moses we're dealing with. And that's the same thing we're dealing with. And so with that and all the times how they soon forgot the things that God did through Moses. Remember that. Now, God tells Moses, because they're thirsty, they want some water. Now, God tells Moses to speak to the rock. Speak to the rock, and water going to come from the rock. But because Moses is dealing with these hard-headed, I'll just say hard-headed Israelites, <laughs> Moses began to get frustrated. If you want to say Moses was dealing with his feelings. And the bad part about it, it wasn't so much of what the Israelites was doing to him. But now, Moses, out of dealing with all that stuff, the pressure that he was dealing with, he was leading the Israelites, and he was hearing all this complaining and stuff to the rock. And now what happened? He started talking about and complaining about the people that were God's people, but also the people he told be leading. And so what did he do? He stepped outside of character. And he didn't speak to the rock. He hit the rock. Provoked in his spirit. Instead of speaking to the rock, Moses hit the rock. He also spoke angrily to the people, calling them rebels, and gave them an expression that he and Aaron had supplied the water. It was a sad demonstration, but also when you think about it, Moses was an ordinary person. And so when you really think about I want us to really think about Moses being aggravated, agitated because he was hearing this complaining. They were talking about him and now he's fed up. And he's a leader. And so when we think about all of that in the position that Moses had, he didn't do what God told him to do. God told him to what? Speak to the rock. But instead he hit the rock. Now I want to bring this up before I talk a little bit more about what Moses was dealing with. I want us to say, I want us to remember this. Now, there was a point in, I believe that was in, I'm going to go over here, in Exodus. In Exodus, the 17th chapter in the 6th verse, God did tell Moses to hit the rock. God did tell Moses to hit the rock. It says, Behold, I will stand before you there in the rock of Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, and the people may drink it. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. 
So in Genesis 11, Moses obeyed God by striking the rock. But in Numbers, the 20th chapter, Moses disobeyed God by striking the rock instead of speaking to it. Understand, I'll say it like this. In the New Testament scripture, the first first Corinthians teaches that the rock was a desert. The rock in the desert was intended by God to be a picture of his son, Jesus Christ. And you can get that from Corinthians, the 10th chapter in the first verse, uh, first and second, uh, first through fourth verse. When the Lord instructed Moses to strike the rock, as he did in as he did in Exodus eleven chapter, he intended to establish a picture of Jesus as the Redeemer. The Bible says repeatedly in Psalms and Isaiah that Christ is the rock and cornerstone struck. That means killed for our sake. And he will bring forth streams of living water. In other words, salvation. Therefore, Hebrews said, Christ died once for all and no other sacrifice for sin was required. So the Lord intended Moses strike the rock in the desert only once in the scene from Exodus 17 chapter, thus picturing Jesus' sacrifice once to bring us salvation. Later, Numbers 20, the Lord, the Lord, the, the Lord instructed Moses to only speak to the rock, preserve the picture created in Exodus 11 chapter. When Moses chose to strike the rock a second time, instead he disrupted the picture created in Exodus 11 chapter. Had, had God allowed Moses' mistake to go unchallenged, we would likely be confused by the distorted picture concluding it was necessary for Christ, the rock, to be sacrificed repeatedly for our salvation. Therefore, God rebuked Moses to assure our proper understanding of the picture of the rock bearing him, barring him promised land. In the process, the Lord formed a new picture to support a proper understanding of salvation. By barring Moses from the promised land, the Lord illustrated that we cannot enter into salvation or the promised land by works of law. Example, by Moses, but only by the work of Jesus. Uh, You could say uh, Joshua which is the name Yahshua or Jesus. Now, I said all that to say this. Understand what Moses did. Now, let's talk about what Moses was dealing with besides dealing with these hard-headed Israelites. Hmm. This was something that caught my attention. I wanted to Make sure I get on to my page. Moses was just like us. The human being, he made mistakes. But Moses 
was under pressure. Now, like I said, we already talked about him dealing with the pressure of dealing with people talking about him, people going against his authority, people complaining. But let's look at something else he was dealing with. Moses also, before that incident, earlier on, it talked about Moses dealing with the death of his sister. Hmm. Not just dealing with the death of his sister, but Miriam. Not just the dealing with the death of his sister, but his sister Miriam was also one of his greatest supporters and helper. So he not only lost his sister, but also his support. Hmm. Now, let's talk about how important Miriam, his sister, was to him. It was Miriam who the Lord used to save Moses' life when he was a baby. And she was the one that arranged for her own mother to raise Moses and to be paid for it. That's Exodus, the second chapter. She had led the praises of the women at the Red Sea. Listen, she helped, she helped lead the praise. She was over the praise team, the Red Sea. In other words, she played a very important role, and it just so happened after one of their greatest victories, he loses her. In other words, he, won't, he wasn't able to really even enjoy the victory of going through the Red Sea. Now, they had also had endured the wilderness trial with her and her brother and his brothers. And the only blemish on her record was her criticizing Moses in Numbers the 12th chapter. But even in her criticizing him, they got it right. She made it right with Moses. But understand, Moses dealing with the grief of his sister, and not just losing his sister, losing his greatest supporter. So he's already grieving. And now he's grieving. And now he got to deal with these hard-headed, non-supportive people. And I ain't going to lie. I can imagine being Moses where you lose one of your greatest supporters. But then the ones that are left behind are the ones that are complaining. I would have been like, look, God, look here. You took my help. I could have gave you three or four of these for the one that you took. <laughs> Let's be honest. I would have been like that. And I'm pretty sure y'all would have been like that too. But when you really, really, really think about it, we have to go ahead and just come to the realization that when it comes down to dealing with hurt or grief, sometimes it will make us step outside of our character when we have had enough and we already hurt and grieving. It will really, really 
we have to really have that time to just really just get away from people because sometimes when you already hurt, there are some people they say some of the worst things. I'm this I'm putting on a footnote on here. Um, I had actually God gave me this uh, message. This was um, 2018, and the funny thing about it was. I had already I could relate to what Moses was dealing with because I had gone through a situation and in the midst of my hurt, I'm talking about I was hurt. And then a day after my hurt I found out, hey, I'm gonna end up having to speak at some speaking engagements, um, because my pastor was not feeling his best. And so I was like, God, how am I going to do this? And then I already had these plans to go ahead and be with my son and take him to a birthday party and take him to a Comic-Con. We were going to go to Comic-Con. And so I, I was going to take him to this uh, birthday party, take him to this Comic-Con, and then also try to do my Bible study and then try to figure out how to work. I was going to deal with my hurt. And I'm like, man, 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 man. And when you're already dealing with so much, it's almost like, it's like, man, it's like you're just waiting. What else? Have you ever got to the point where you just say, uh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And one of the things I found out, be careful of saying that because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. So you might feel that, but don't say that. Hey, this is an extra recommendation I'll tell you. Do not say that. Um, uh, I am just overwhelmed when it comes down to dealing with all of that and you're already dealing with hurt. And the hurt could be with grief. It could be a divorce. It could be a breakup. It could be a loss of a job. It could be anything. Hurt is hurt. And so when you're dealing with hurt and then also when you're already dealing with a lot, it can deal with you right here. And so that's something that we have to really, really, really just be mindful of. In other words, be real with where you are in your emotions, in your mindset. You can't ignore it because if you ignore it, it's like adding on. And when you add more pressure upon you, you will snap. In other words, it will also make you very ineffective. It will make you ineffective. So we have to be very mindful of our state of mind and our emotions because it's so much that may be going on and we can easily just, hmm, ignore it. You know, and I I left my notes over there, but I just have to tell you, when it boils down to hurt, function, you have to deal with pain in the midst of purpose. What do you do? You know, I said that this message came to me in 2018, but I began to look at it when I began to revisit the message. It made me look at me, not just at where I was in 2018, but it made me look at where I am at today. Because Moses lost his supporter, Miriam. That's what happened to be his sister, his older sister. And I lost my sister, even though she was not 
an older sister, but I looked at her as an older sister, even though I was older than her, just by 362 days apart. I was like, man, I can relate. When you already grieving and hurt and you got to deal with foolishness, let's be real. When you got to deal with foolishness, you like, oh, my gosh. It, it makes you very, very, very angry. People don't understand when a person is already at their breaking point, and sometimes they look for a reason to snap. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Well, my question is, in the midst of all of that, what do you do? What do you do when you're dealing with hurt and frustration? When you want to do something, but your feelings are in the way, your feelings are clouding your judgment, when your emotions are going haywire, when it seems like, Lord, I can't take this. When it seemed like if something else happened, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's be real. There are many people that have been in that situation. There are many people that have been there. And just because you've been there does not mean that you ain't saved. It does not mean that uh, you don't trust God. No, you are human, just like I mentioned about Moses. And when you think about it, Jesus himself, Jesus lived in this world, and he took on a human form. He was divinity, yes, but also he was human too. And when you think about it, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was sweating like blood. He knew he was going to face. But what he was saying, Lord, let this cup pass me. But he said, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. He look here, let not my will. Because if, if look here, if he was his will, he would have said, Hey, look here. I I'll pass. But he said, Lord, not my will. Think about that. We we say that, but do we really understand that? Not my will, but your will be done. But let's talk about his will. His will, I mean, we think about, okay, he was going to uh, uh, be nailed on the cross and all this stuff. But you think about all the agony that Jesus went through, even when he got whipped, he didn't say a moment of word. What made him respond? What hurting him so much where he responded? Well, the part where God turned his back on them. He said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? Why did God turn his back on his son Jesus? Because Jesus took on all the sin of humanity. That's what made Jesus respond. Because for the first time in history, Jesus was disconnected from the Father. He had to, listen, he had to take on sin for us, for me. I'm taking her for me, for you. And so when you think about it, 
if that made Jesus respond because he was hurt. But think about it. How sometimes we can easily turn our back on God and we don't feel nothing. You know, that 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 kind of make you think. It really kind of make you think how we can easily disobey God and not feel anything. Something wrong with that picture. So I just had to kind of put that out there. A little extra. Well, with everything that was going on, we have to look at Moses hurt, frustrated, his help, his his big help, gone. Hmm. Like I said, if I was Moses, I was like, God, look here. If you can give me that one bag, I'll give you four or five over here. But it doesn't work that way. So in the midst of our task, our assignment, what do we do? Matter of fact, while I'm talking, I'm going to get my notes. What do we do? We have to do something. We have to do something that God wants us to do. We got to keep going forward. You're hurt. How do you keep going forward when you're frustrated? How do you keep going forward when you just don't understand? One thing we have to do, we have to look at, we not rely upon our abilities rely upon God's abilities. A lot of times when we're going through things, it seemed like, let's be real, it seemed like God has a sense of humor. It seemed like, man, what's going on? You know, I thought about this. You know, in our weakness, that's when God want to reveal himself strong in us. You know, one of the things I found out when our spiritual electricity is low, God will be our generator to kick in. And I thought about in Judges, the, the seventh chapter, when Gideon's army had 32,000 people to fight, and God said, hey, there's too many. God reduced 32,000 soldiers to 300. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, finna get ready to get into war. Getting ready to go into battle. And you got 32,000 men, and God said, hey, that's enough. You need to weed out. Weed out. (laughs) Weed them out. You need 300. God did not want the soldiers to boast that they had won the victory over the Midianites. Victory won because of the faith bringing God to glory because nobody could explain or take credit for it. And so when you think about it, some of the things that we deal with, one of the things we got to think about, the timing. That's one of the things that God began to really deal with me on, the timing. You think about the timing of how things, or when things happen, the timing of it. You think about it. You're getting ready to do something. You're getting ready to do 
this, do that, and then in the midst of you doing this, like I said, in the midst of your grief, in the midst of your hurt, all of a sudden, all this stuff going on. You think about the timing of it. I found out a lot of times God would allow that specific timing for there to be a increase or a rapid development for a specific assignment that he has for you. You know, God will speed up the process of some things for your maturity, for my maturity, for a specific reason. You know, sometimes, you know, when you think about it, we always tell God, God, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have done this, I wouldn't have done that. But then also God can redeem the time. And then God redeeming the time, that means that sometimes God will speed up the development process in order for something to occur for us to be able to be mature enough to handle this assignment that he has for us to do. And that's something for us to think about. You know, when we really think about it, it's like, man, what is it? And so when we look at the time, Look at the timing of when things happen in our life. Look at placement. And also, when you look at it, the things that we deal with, regardless of what it is, sometimes the devil will bring those in an actuality. Those will be a distraction. That doesn't mean that it won't hurt. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, you know some people say, but the Bible says don't question God. No, 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 you, need, you can talk to God. Talk to God. Let him know, hey, God, I don't understand. God, I need help with this. We serve a God that's approachable. He wants us to talk to him. And that's something we have to do. Because to be honest with you, there are some things. Look here. If you really know God, you have to understand he wants a relationship with you. And how are you going to have a relationship with someone that you don't talk to? God wants us to talk to him. Now, we'll pray to God and tell God what we want. But how about we just have a conversation with God? That's bringing intimacy. That's bringing us closer to him, but also that's helping us to understand his nature and his character. So in the midst of what we're dealing with, let's talk to God. Because there are some things that's happening, man, look here. Like I said, and what I'm, you know, dealing with uh, lost my sister or even uh relationships and all that stuff and like I said in the midst of a failed relationship then all of a sudden hey you gotta go preach I'm like oh look here I'm gonna tell you something <laughs> anybody who have had to deal with this it could be a breakup divorce it could be a loss of a loved one or whatever like that being able to minister and leave self out of it be able to minister and speak from the spirit instead of speaking from your emotions. Look here. Only God can help you to do that. Only God can. There are some people I know they were able to even utilize, eulogize their loved one, their wife. I've seen a father do the eulogy of his child. I've seen a son eulogize his mother. I've seen all these things. And not just to do it, just to be doing it, but to do it and be effective. Understand, whatever God helped you to do, he wants you to be effective in it. 
and realize that if you hurt, that's the perfect time for you to go to God and say, you know what, God, I'm hurt. I was given this assignment, and in my in my flesh, I don't want to do it. In my flesh, I can't do it. But in my spirit, I can do all things through you who will strengthen me or give me the ability, give me the courage to. And that's what you have to look at. I mean, to be honest with you, when you really think about it, sometimes God gives, God will give the task to those he know he can entrust with the assignment. He knows that he can entrust us with it. So that's something that we have to really rely upon. We have to rely upon the spirit of God in order for him to help us strength, to courage the assignment, to do the assignment that he has for us to do. Um, understand, let's see, I was, oh, okay. One of the things we have to look at, this saying that really caught my attention, do not pray, ask to equal your power, but pray that your power will equal your task. Hmm. It's something to think about. A lot of times we focus so much on the task. Sometimes we think about our pain, but we fail to think about or even acknowledge our power our authority. God's word is there not only for if we need it, but when we need it. And especially with the assignment that you may have in your life, sometimes think about it. When the devil knows that you are a threat, when the devil knows that you have an assignment and you're going to be doing it, uh, you're willing to do it, you to obey God, do you think it's going to be easy? No, the devil going to try to fight tooth and nail. That's his assignment. But how about we do our assignment and fight back? But we don't have to fight back in our own strength or ability. It's God's strength and ability that will empower us empower us to do not just the assignment, but to complete it with victory. And so with dealing with whatever task that we have, asking God to help us to keep our cool, because I'm telling you, we as believers, we can snap. We can lose our cool. We can lose our temper. There are things that will happen that will blindside you. If you're not focused, if you're not paying attention, it will make you consider doing something that you end up regretting. But that's why it's so important for us to really just start talking to God and be real and transparent with God to say, you know what, God, I don't, I, I don't know what to do. But that's when we can really see the powerful move of God in our weakness, even in the thorn on our side. It can be a permanent or a temporary thorn on our side. God can help us. God want to help us. You know, think about this. Think about when the devil tries to fight you in your feelings, that's when you ask God to increase his spirit in you. He is the one that can help us to do anything and everything. So why don't we go to him? Why don't we quit avoiding talking to God or communicating with God, ask God for his help? He want to help us. And also even dealing with our emotions or feelings pertaining to the task, understand the devil want us 
to get distracted. The devil wants us to step outside of our character to make us miss, uh, make us ineffective, make us miss the plan that God has for us, the uh, the blessing that God has for us. But also, on the same token, sometimes even to tarnish our reputation or our character. Because to be honest with you, revenge, uh, hurt, or whatever, you know, People, like I said, people can blindside you with things. I had somebody, um, I just say a couple of weeks ago, I don't want to say where, but I had somebody a couple of weeks ago um, after after we got the verdict of uh, the boy that uh, killed my sister, uh, this person came up to me. I mean, as soon as he saw me, he just said, "Hey, hey, man, you know, you 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 can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want." I said to myself, "I had to catch myself." I said, "Lord, Lord, Lord, this dude—he feel like he got to say something." And I, and I tell people, when you're dealing with a person that's hurt or grieving, you ain't got to say anything. Some people feel like they got to say something. Uh, if they feel like their words is going to be the difference maker to help them, you know, to, to make you feel better. Sometimes I tell people just silence. That'll make us feel better. And sometimes it's better to say nothing versus saying something and it's the wrong thing to say. So um, with dealing with the assignment and the task God has for you, my prayers to, for God to help you to stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Also, speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Speak life to yourself. Sometimes you got to encourage your own self. I know that's a song, but also that's a statement. Sometimes you got to say something to yourself to motivate you. Don't. I mean, it's good for us to have support. But just like Moses, our support can die. Sometimes our support will betray us. Sometimes God will have you in a situation where you by yourself and all you can depend upon is him. And that's what God wants us to do, depend upon him. And you'd be surprised the the relationship or the faith-building opportunity for God to increase that faith muscle for you to have that deeper relationship with him, for you to see who he really is in your life and what he can do for you in your life. You know, even I was talking to somebody, um, even when I was dealing with my, I call it my corona experience, but I had the coronavirus for 71 days. You know, a lot of people, I heard them, they didn't know how long I was sick. Oh, I've been in my, I've been in my house for two weeks. I'm going crazy. I'm saying to myself, try <laughs> I was in for 71 days, and I enjoyed myself. <laughs> you know, now the only thing about it, I really couldn't see my daddy and my son, but I video chatted with them. And and, and thank God for my, my stepmom, for her to be able to have, you know, technology, for us to be able to, you know, video chat and everything. But God know how to, you know, make, you know, make a way to accommodate even during difficulties. And so... In the midst of me being quarantined, I was I was locked up in my room. I had my guitar over here. I had my bass over here. I had my keyboard over there. I had uh, my pen, my paper. I had my cell phone. I had my laptop. 
And the only time I really wanted to talk was if I was talking to the doctor or if I was talking to my son or my dad. Everything else, God told me to shut everything down except for them and listen. And little did I know that he was going to have me to write a book. But it wasn't me. It was him. And understand, in the midst of your fighting, understand you're fighting for something. You're fighting for something, but remember you're fighting from something. You're fighting from victory. And you're fighting in victory, victory, and you're not leaving victory. So understand, there's a reason that everything is happening right now. But it's your responsibility to talk to God, to consult God about this. It's easy for me to call somebody and ask them, hey, I need to. But God wants to tell you directly. So many times we're so dependent upon other people that it makes us independent from God. And God said, no, no, I want you to depend upon me. And I will send people to you that would confirm. Sometimes God would tell you directly, but that's when he wants to consult him. So understand, in the midst of what you're dealing with, there's nothing too hard for God. Let God talk to you. Let him minister to your heart. And understand, there's nothing that God will withhold from you, but he wants you to be able to rely upon him in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of you dealing with your feelings. Because remember this, you can't rely upon your feelings. You can't trust your feelings because your feelings will fool you. Because you may feel a certain way about a person or a thing one moment, but then all of a sudden you might switch or change because, hey, you found out something. Hey, you know, so you can't trust your feelings. You got to trust your faith. And so God is trying to help you for us to be able to recognize, even with our feelings, sometimes our feelings, it'll make us confused because we're trying to figure out if it's our feelings or if it's our faith. If it's our feelings or is it our spirit? Is it our spirit or is it our emotions? And we can't trust our emotions. God does not want us to be led by our emotions. He wants us to be led by our spirit. And so that's one of the things that he wants us to recognize. Because our feelings, listen here, if I go into my feelings, look here, there will be some people, they will be poof, poof, gone. <laughs> but God don't, does not want us to go by our feelings because eventually our feelings can change. But sometimes our feelings will make us become our worst enemy. So if we go by our feelings, we go by our feelings based on what happened in the past or how somebody treated us. In other words, when we go by our feelings, it makes us think about our natural or our physical senses. But we got to be led by our spirit. It makes us think about our spiritual senses in the spiritual realm. So understand, it's more to you than what you see. And even it may hurt, things may hurt right now. But understand, even what we read about in the scripture, reaping may endure but not, but joy will come in the morning. In other words, we gotta override our feelings and go on faith. Is it easy? There's nothing too hard for God. But it's gonna be complicated if you try to rely upon your own ability. That's why God is here to help us, for us to rely upon him and not us. So as we get ready to pray, we want each and every person to think about the times that you're in right now. You might be you might be just fed up right now. And you know what? That's a good thing. 
I found out sometimes when we deal with stuff, we have to be able to decipher. Like I said, this is an opportunity for us to kind of do a self-evaluation, for us to be able to just look at, you know what? Who knows? Even in you dealing with your feelings, this is an opportunity for you to become aware of you. Because sometimes, like I said, there are some maturing that we have to do, and sometimes God will expose, not just expose our enemies, but sometimes God will expose who we are and what we're capable of in the midst of our confrontation with our enemies. So sometimes, even in what you're dealing with, allow this to be an opportunity for you to know you more. So that way you won't stop your own blessings. Sometimes you can stop your blessings or sometimes you can hinder you can hinder you from growing, from maturing mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, whatever. This is an opportunity for you to be aware of you. So as we get ready to pray, whatever may be going on in your life, look at it as an opportunity. You know what? God, this is your hands. This is in your hands. And so Look at where you're at and no longer put the finger on anybody else in spite of what people have said, in spite of what they've done. We're going to grow from this. So as we get ready to pray, you know your situation. We're going to give it to God and leave it there. Be the Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on today. We ask you, Lord, first of all, God, to forgive us. If there's anything that's in you, that's un- anything in us that's unlike you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. Ask you all to help us in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us right now, God, to not be moved by our feelings or our emotions, God. But, God, we ask you all to be led by us. By- by your spirit in us right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, if there's anyone that's going through any hurt, God, anything that might have been said or done that might have been planted in their head, God, God, we speaking, God, that you remove every negative word, every negative thought right now, every negative action that has transpired right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do, God. But most of all, we thank you, Lord, for who you are, God. God, you are faithful, God. You're reliable, God. You're dependable, God. And so, God, we ask you to help us, God, to be worthy of the calling that you have for us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, give your people strength right now, God, to complete the assignment that you have for us. Even in this life journey, God, we need you. We can't do it without you right now, God. So, God, we ask you to help us to stay focused, God. Give us clarity of the mind right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you remove everything and anything that could be in our spirit, man, that's hindering us from completing the assignment that you have for us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. God, we speaking, God, that you protect people, God, all over the world right now, God. Those that are uh, evacuating from the hurricane, God. Those who are in shelters, God. Those who are uh, seeking protection for the hurricane, God. We speaking, God, that you protect them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speaking, God, but what's going on in these nations, God? We speaking, God. Let there be peace, God. God, let people right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you give your people the wisdom, God. 
right now, God. God, let cooler heads prevail right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak it right now, God, for those, God, God, who may be trying to seek their purpose, God, give them the understanding of what their purpose is, God. God, help them, God, to seek you, God. And as they seek you, God, you will reveal who you are and you reveal who they are in you right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, in every area of our lives, God. Order our steps right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speaking, God, for those who are grieving, God, comfort them. Be with them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, help them to understand, God, you that you will never leave nor forsake us, God. Massage their heart right now, God, and be the God of all comfort right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, even for those who are uh, um who need a physical touch, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. In the name of Jesus, you know each and every person by name right now, God. So, God, we ask God to help them, God, in every area right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Each and every one of y'all. Also, I forgot to uh, mention, but we've been praying right now for protection at the school. I know right now there's a lot of people that's uh, – uh, some people just going back and forth. We don't need to wear no mask, whatever right there. All I do is tell you this. We speak of God's protection, and I recommend people wear the mask. The mask ain't going to kill you. But let's use wisdom. Let's use wisdom. Too many people are dying. People think, oh, well, they just holds uh It's just like the flu. But all I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you like that. I don't want anybody to die. I don't want anybody to die. I've already lost classmates. I've already lost um, a coworkers from this pandemic. There are people that are dying around the world, and this is a serious thing. Let's use wisdom. So also, not just in protection pertaining to the virus, but also protection pertaining to child pedophiles out there. There's some evil people that are out there. And so my prayer is for us to be careful out there. Be careful out there. Be careful. Watch as well as pray. Look, know your surroundings. Know your surroundings. Learn your surroundings. Anything that does not look suspicious, hey, call the police. Call the police. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. I hope and pray that you all um, enjoyed yourself. If you want to get in contact with me, I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, and Pierce and Paul, R-A-T-E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. Um, also, you can catch me uh, on www.brotherprater.com. You will see my date of devotion, upcoming events, also personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path of the God of Fatherhood. Also, you can purchase my book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, which is a, a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. So I want to thank each and every one of y'all who tuned in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.